That's As Long As I'm Flying from his 2018 album, same title, As Long As I'm Flying. Welcome to the Running Anthropologist, episode 48. Thanks for joining us, everyone. That was the voice of Mark Gunn. Mark Gunn is a podcaster and a Celtic cultural expert. He is also a musician, comedian, and leads cultural tours to Ireland. So, Mark, uh, what uh, fun fact do you have for us about Celtic culture? Well, it's interesting. You know, Celtic culture is very broad. In fact, uh, Mark Gunn actually takes tours to actually many different Celtic uh, spots, mostly in in Central and Northern Europe. Um, It's a culture that first appeared in in Central Europe and extended all the way from the British Isles to the Black Sea, um, the third century. Uh, This is B.C., uh, but the rise of the Roman Empire um, meant uh, really a isolating of the Celtic culture and the Celtic language throughout Europe um, onto the islands. And it has existed, though, in parts of uh, France and Brittany and Spain and Galicia and North Spain. Um, and, of course, in the Irish diaspora and people throughout the world who have kind of carry on, carried on Celtic traditions and language. Awesome. And we're going to be hearing some of Mark Roper's music throughout the episode. That's right. Yeah. He, um, he's really a, a, a musician who talks a lot about the history of culture as well as Scottish culture is kind of where he's uh, the expert in terms of music. Uh, but he keeps on seeking out new places and that'll come across in our interview with him. Um, and he also is really into running. So that's another reason that uh, we wanted to interview him. He's, his running experience is special during the, during the pandemic. You know, he, he really likes to um, be creative in how he applies his music and Celtic culture and really was not a big runner. But then during the pandemic, like a lot of people, he started moving outside with a friend he got walk, run, and got moving and has continued ever since and really has been a dedicated runner ever since and is discovering a lot of new things about the running world. Cool. I can't wait to get started. Can, can we hear more? <laughs> yeah, let's get started. I would give a quick caveat to the episode that uh, a few things were not included that we kind of talked off air or was cut uh, because, of, because of time, and I wanted to very quickly fill in those gaps. So, Mark Gunn was a cross-country runner in high school, and so he had that in the back of his mind, but really the, the inspiration or the reason that he thought, oh, I want to keep running and running and do distance running was because of this film, The Gods Must Be Crazy, which you'll hear him say it kind of quickly throughout the episode, but um, I know that that played an interesting part in his conception of what running is and just kind of the fun behind it or the reason you know to run just to run just for the heck of it and um, that film I, I've seen it as well is um, yeah it's a unique and somewhat um, moving and humorous film at the same time uh, and I think you'll find that inspiring as well as some of the mental roadblocks and challenges that that Mark Gunn um, that he faced as being a beginning runner after all these years and um, yeah, coming up with a running routine. So in addition to all the Celtic culture stuff, be tuned for a little bit of that and lots of music interspersed throughout the episode, kind of shared uh, on the topics that we're talking about and be sure to check out his website as well. I'll share that as well as his podcast, the largest and most acclaimed Irish and Celtic music podcast. Without further ado, let's get started.
That was, of course, Mark Gunn, and we're here to welcome into the show. That was, by the way, Gypsy Rover from from his one of his albums, which was the album entitled How America Saved Irish Music back in 2014. We'll hear lots more. Welcome to the show, Mark. And we're going to start with the bit where I dive right in and ask you about how and why you started running amidst all this great uh, music and your calling to, to do Celtic music and culture move me to start running um i there there have been many times over the years that have uh that i've been um uh considering the idea of running and i tried it for a little bit and it hasn't stuck until this year pretty much this year um I, we we moved to atlanta georgia last year and 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 um one of my friends here he uh liked to run and so i was like uh yeah i wouldn't mind you know, trying that. And it just kind of worked for the first time, you know, because there's all these times that I would start. And I think that part of it was, <laughs> you know, part of it is the fact that it's not always running. When I, when I first started running, I thought you had to run like nonstop. Right. And some people do, I guess, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that was that, you know, there are times for me when I would get started and I'd be running out like, I'm tired. I need to take a break. And, and I felt like, I felt like I, I failed, um, by, by, cause I stopped and I started walking for a little bit, but he was, uh, instrumental, um, for me realizing that you don't necessarily have to run nonstop. You can take a break yeah. you know, if you need to. And, and, and so, uh, earlier this year, I think it was actually right before, uh, the pandemic began back back in February. I think we first did our first run, and then you know into March, and then it's pretty much turned into a regular thing. Now we worked it out so our wives go biking one day, and then we go running the next, and they go biking, and we go running. And and when people aren't in the mood to run, I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to go running. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I, I really have just kind of. Uh, fall in love with it, it like I all expected I would but now it's it's actually here you know? <laughs> that's funny because you kind of conceived of yourself as a runner before you actually got really into it and then you know Atlanta's the home of walk running and there's great weather almost all year and it's, yeah you know it's and really I, I just I just like the I, I don't know what it is but I, I think it's go back to that you know the gods must be crazy I like the idea of, of saying of going out into the world and just, you know, running. But, but, but the, the, again, some of the problems I've had in the past was like, you know, keeping my mind occupied. Um, mm. You know, how do you do that? Well, now I have, you know, headphones, you know, I have my AirPods, which keep me, you know, I listen to podcasts or, or sometimes my own podcast <laughs> and have, whether it's music or some people talking, it keeps me uh, mentally occupied in it. And, and then I'm just like there and, and I, it's weird. It's it feels so weird that it's so natural, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I totally, I totally hear you there. There, there's been a lot of times that I've listened to my own podcast, mostly because I, I feel like whenever I interview someone, I'm really into it, and you just learn so much from them that you want to oh, yeah. re-listen or from someone's music um, that that you present. It's it's really a a cool thing to be able to do that while you're kind of out in your community and just going from one place to another. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, another thing that I found as a thread of your um, approach to running and music is, it's it's all about humor and sci-fi and what's kind of what's unconventional. What what isn't the way that we thought we was was right or that we thought we saw something. And I'd be interested to hear, you know, kind of what are your ideas around, you know, prim and proper. Irish music versus uh, just kind of off the cuff and the things that you create, you know, and that's 
really part of the growing culture that you're integrating, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I have an album. I think it's album number 24, <laughs> I think. Um, it's called Selkuth. Have you heard that term before? I have not. It, it, it's an, I think it's a Middle English word. It means when everything is strange and different, yet you find it marvelous anyway. Hmm. And the more I, I you know, my, my wife helped me find this. She was looking through <laughs> interesting names. And I, and I came across that and I just sat with it. And I was like, huh. You know, I, I, the more I thought about that, I felt like that kind of defines a lot of, uh, of my life. Uh, when everything is strange and different, you, you find it marvelous. I never really felt like, uh, so in college, I was, I was, my degree was in cultural geography. Um, uh, but because I, I love cultures, I love ex, uh, exploring and understanding cultures, but I'm not a part of them. <laughs> I rarely feel like I'm a part of a specific group of people. I've always felt like I'm on the outside of something, but mm-hmm. I delight in, in experiencing and understanding other people. Um, so when I, when, I, when I found this word, I'm like, well, this just kind of suits me, doesn't it? Because That's so nice. And that, that's that's one of those those uh, moments when I realize, you know, sometimes you have to go against the grain. You have to realize that um, it's okay to be different. It's okay to uh, uh, to celebrate. Uh, to realize that it is marvelous when you do something a little bit different. And uh, and so that's how I've been embracing it and continuing with my music. You know, I know that like Scythe Irish music. I, I was at this uh, Irish festival in Dallas years ago. And uh, my old, my band we had a, a booked at the festival because of our music was different, and so we had we paid to get a booth, and we're uh, selling CDs and they're you know f- selling flying off the the the, uh, uh, the table, and uh, I overhear this woman saying, oh, I can't believe that that lady who this woman who walked by she was wearing Renaissance festival garb that is not Irish, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was like. Yeah, but she's happy, and she's and 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 she's ex, uh, she's celebrating her her heritage. Um, you know, there's a touch of this the Irish in it, and it, no, it's not it's not contemporary Irish. But who cares if she's if she's enjoying herself? If she's happy, and it, it's making her uh, you know more fulfilled. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I I hear that, and you get that a lot. I think around 
people who want to support others being unique and expressing themselves. And I think that there's a lot of that in running culture as well. And it, it, it's a little bit more mainstream now, but um, you probably remember the time when it's runners were seen as quite odd, especially distance runners. Um, and so I think there's a little bit of that crossover between the, the sci-fi geeks or the, the closet, you know, unique culture people and runners. Uh, I, I've seen that across the board. And I, that wouldn't be surprised, I yeah. haven't done a study, but I, I wonder, you know, how strong that correlation is. And of course, there has to be a song about Jedi. This is from his album Sci-Fi Drinking Songs, and the title is Jedi Dargle. You'll recognize the tune if you've seen a few Star Wars flicks. Jedi, your Jedi, we come to the canteen. This is your Jedi, my Jedi. I'm surprised that I never have seen you. I'm in there most every night, the Katina in my size, where the bartender thinks I paid for my drinks and always tip quite nicely. What are you having? Will you have a pint? Yes, I'll have a pint. On you, sir. Use a little mind control. We're Jedi, don't you know? We'll drink for free at the boozer. All right. Well, that that was a great one, and and really um, reminiscent and symbolic of a lot of a lot of your music that uh, that gets at some humor and also kind of ties into popular culture and does something really creative with uh, with the traditional Irish harp. So thanks a lot, Mark. In every group, you have uh, you have uh, some people who are like you know this is how you do things, you know. For instance, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some runners who say if you're a runner, you have to run the whole time. Um, or you have to do certain strides. When I when I when I started really started figuring out running for me, I realized it started off as a shuffle. <laughs> um, I would I because I tried you know doing these nice long running strides and I was like <laughs> it is exhausting. And then I tried doing the shuffle again that I saw in the gods must be crazy. This is what this guy was doing, and I was like, well, I wonder if that works. You know, that's kind of comfortable. And eventually I got to a stride, but it started off as a shuffle. And, but is that a normal thing? Or I'm, I'm sure there are some runners like, yeah, not so much, <laughs> but you know, you, you, you get those, those, those contrasts of people who are, who are looking at, uh, at, at how it should be done versus how it could be done. Yeah, I agree. And we, we've been big advocates of the, uh, of the, uh, of the former, how it could be done because, right. you know, walk, run, you know, however you get into it, that's the right way. Um, yeah. And there's there's some methods and there's some... Yeah, I like your focus on movement. <laughs> exactly. It's about movement. And um, you're in the heartland there in Atlanta. You have um, the, the Galloway groups, the walk-run groups that are um, out there advocating right. for it all the time, which is awesome. And, it, and it's taken off. Like, I'll go to major marathons and hear those beepers everywhere, you know, where they walk. And then they run a minute, then they walk a minute, or thirty seconds, really? thirty seconds. Oh, wow. There, and if if you make it to a, a big race coming up, Mark, just listen right. for them. And when you hear those beeps, that's when they kind of put up their hand and they slow down and they walk. You know, almost equal halves for for most people. Interesting. Uh, I, I, I hadn't heard about that. Um, I'm not surprised, but <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Um, well, let's let's get off running for just a second, and I I just wanted to ask you um, a little bit more about you know, some of the challenges maybe that you faced in terms of organizing these tours um, and making people laugh and keeping them on the light side of, of Celtic culture and what, what that's like and, you know, all that fun stuff that you've had to deal with the past few years. Um, well, as I, you know, as I mentioned earlier with the, with, you know, the, the guy who was the traditionalist, um, I, I realized that's, that his, I, I actually am grateful to him for sharing that that viewpoint uh, on retrospect because it kind of uh, reformed how I think about things um, with Celtic music. Uh, I, the podcast is called I, the Irish and Celtic Music Podcast, and I, I named it that way specifically because I didn't want it 
uh, people to mistake it for that it's like traditional, totally traditional Irish music. It's not. It's the Irish and Celtic music podcast. And Celtic music has this uh, wide range of, of styles and things. It's, it's pretty much uh, these days, um, it's a, a marketing term uh, used by record labels to describe music that has a somewhat Celtic feel, uh, mm. meaning the culture of the Celts. Uh, so in, in, in the uh, Celtic world, there are basically seven Celtic nations, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, the Isle of Man, uh, Galicia, uh, Cornwall, and what am I forgetting, Brittany in, in France. So these are the places that the Celts, uh, as a linguistic tribe, traveled through Europe and settled um, and, you know, that's where they ultimately, ultimately settled. And um, they went on the, they made it to these locations. And uh, so the music itself takes on a uh, different aspects of these people. When you say Celtic music, it could be the music of these people or it could be, you know, the traditional music of Ireland or Scotland, um, you know, which is still a part of that. But it, there's different ways to look at it. And so when I started the Irish and Celtic music podcast, I, I was like, well, how am I going to define Celtic music? Hmm. And I came to the decision that I wanted to not define it. I wanted the artist to define it, meaning if you think your music's Celtic, I accept that. Um, now, there are times I might not want to play you because I don't, I don't like your style of music. But in general, I accept y your style because because there is so much fusion. You mentioned sure. my CD, How, How America Saved Irish Music. And that is an album uh, that, that explores um, the influence that uh, like not just America, but uh, all basically expatriates of Celtic nations, um, how their music has influenced traditional Irish music. Uh, I, I, when I was first listening to um, like uh, traditional Irish music, you listen to the, the guitar in in the music, and it's 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 rock music. The way they're playing, the strumming pattern is rock music. It's not Irish. It's not Irish. It's, it's so basically Ireland sent out their their these these uh, traditional instruments, and and what came back was a fusion of of all these cultures that where the Irish traveled to. And that is what, uh, how I look at uh, the music. And so when I defined like the Irish and Celtic music podcast, I said, well, you get to decide what is the music? What does the music mean to you? And early on, I think I, I tried to uh, be a little bit tighter about that. Meaning, um, you know, if it didn't have something quote unquote Celtic about it, I didn't play it. That's not the way I look at it these days. I just look for great music. Hmm. And usually they, they're, artists are mostly um, play Celtic music. They're not entirely. Uh, I had an artist the other day, she's a, a jazz musician and, and she recorded a, a start of the county down and I was like, and she submitted it to the podcast. I was like, okay, it's, you know, it's not my favorite version, but um, it's, it's nicely done and I'm going to play it. You know, I'm gonna give you a chance. Another band, uh, they're, they're an Irish band, but they're really doing, I think, more pop rock music, but they submitted something and I'm like, okay, I will, you know, consider, I, I'm not going to, you know, put them in full rotation because they really only had that one song that was sort of eh, pushing it, but, um, but I'm happy to include, you know, whoever, because I uh, have, I just believe that people, you know, they need to be, their music need, first off, artists need their music to be heard. Um, second off, I, I, there's a lot of, broad definition that can go into Celtic music. I'm working on this episode of Celtic fusion hmm. right now and Celtic fusion. Someone described it was looking for like electronic Celtic fusion, which is probably a subset of Celtic fusion. Right, right. Pretty much m most Celtic music is a fusion <laughs> of different cultures. I know my, my variety of Celtic music is definitely a fusion, but um, yeah. In, in fact, in fact, I saw that you mentioned um, Irish diaspora has influenced folk, ragtime, blues, jazz, you know, mm -hmm. all these areas that we don't necessarily think of as Celtic, but it's influenced those. 
uh, through the Irish diaspora or the Scottish diaspora or the or the Galicia diaspora, especially in some of those unique cultures where they have music that is influenced yeah. by that tradition. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the uh, in particular, um, there's a song, a couple songs that we put on how America said Irish music. Oh, uh, one is called uh, Bridget Prayer, and the other one's called uh, Men of New Basin Canal. What people don't. Never had no land we found, but only death. We were the yellow jack. The yellow jack, one day you're up the net, you're in your grave down New Basin Canal. We're called for us six miles of pain. So I lived in New Orleans when I put out that CD and I recorded it with my friend Jamie Hauser. And when uh, when we recorded it, I realized uh, she she had when she, she had written that those songs, she uh, was driving across the um, the causeway, which apparently at one point there was uh, part of it was the New Basin Canal, and the New Basin Canal no longer exists, but uh, it, uh, other than by name. Uh, but a lot of Irish settled in in New Orleans. In fact, it was like the number three location where the Irish moved to during the uh, potato blight in the 1800s. Hmm. So you have uh, uh, Boston, New York, and uh, and uh, New Orleans. And uh, people don't realize that how much how many Irish came to New Orleans. So the song was written because uh, basically as a tribute to the 30,000 Irishmen who died digging the new Basin Canal. They died of, wow. of, uh, of fever there. And and she was like, well, you know, let's write a tribute to these people and recognize them because the, it's such a New Orleans is such a mashed up culture, mashed up culturally. You know, there's so many different cultures that have uh, settled in New Orleans, and the Irish are one of them. You know, hmm. um, so, yeah. that's really interesting. I, I didn't know that bit of history. Although there's a lot, obviously, that I don't know in the world. <laughs> not to say, not to say I know any any measure. But I, I would mention that that. Thing that you mentioned about Galicia, which is Celtic, you know, as you mentioned, Celticas, right. um, and that's that's where I've spent most of my time connecting. Really? Believe it or not, because I I taught there and I walked the the Camino de Santiago several times through Galicia, and Did you? Um, oh, wonderful! It, it's such a beautiful, you know, and people don't think Spain and Celtic culture, but it's um, the music, oh, yeah. the people, the countryside. You really feel it when you're walking through it, and um, it's it's really beautiful. I've heard that. I there, I did an episode of the uh, a, a Galician music episode and found a, a few artists. And my uh, I had a friend who was uh, a podcaster, Evo Terra, who was traveling around, and he came to Galicia and and recorded some street musicians and sent me these tracks, which was my start of the the, the podcast, which was fun. And but I heard so many amazing stories. My friend again, Jamie Hauser, she went out that that way too and uh experienced uh touches of it and we met this this family from the area it was just the, all these these moments and one of these days i want to do a, a tour of galicia to try to uh get to know it a little better and what's what really brilliant is realizing the the uh the styles um because they have a touch of the you know what the typical irish musician might consider celtic hmm. um but not exactly, you know. It's again, it's a fusion. It's a fusion of different cultures, just like in uh, Brittany. Brittany is the same thing, you know. There, there you have a uh, the Breton instrumentation uh, with a bombard combined with bagpipes or whatnot. Um, and then linguistically, it's so very different from Ireland and Scotland, <laughs> but yet it's all derivative and the same. You know, it's it's really fascinating uh, to experience those different cultures. Which uh, Galicia, again, I haven't had the chance yet, but I'm looking forward to it one day. <laughs> nice. And if it if it hasn't come across already, I I highly recommend the podcast. I. 
Uh, I haven't heard the Iglesia episode yet, but I, I will now go back and do that. But I have heard the running music dedicated episode that you've done recently, and I, I thought that was super cool. Uh, you know, how, how did you get that idea? I, obviously, probably just running with Irish music, and you thought, oh, this will, this well, will be great. Well, uh, really, so a few years back, I did an extra, an exercise couple exercise episodes i think maybe three okay and the the whole idea was to uh just create an, an you know a a warm-up period up to a big you know energy period and then a cool down period uh where i came up with it but this time i was like you know i've been running and i was like well i want to try something for running you know specifically <laughs> and and so i i got out my uh the fun thing about about doing this is, is working the tempo you know because i'm i spent a little bit more time uh, seeing what the tempo is and making sure that each song is a little bit faster and still fits sort of in the, uh, a nice running pace. And uh, that's become a, one of my running partner's favorite episodes for running with <laughs> because it, it gets up to a really nice speed and he's like, and he starts pushing us really fast. <laughs> oh, my, I'll tell you what, it came at the perfect time. I was training for a, a half marathon and we were up in Michigan, uh, my, my wife's hometown during part of the summer. And I listened to it several times, kind of building up to the half marathon, and it was it was really motivational. I I think your tempo was right on. It was good, right on, good. Mark. <laughs> I, I was I was very pleased with how how it came out as well. Um, I am definitely gonna have to do uh, more of those. And I had other people, you know, there's a, a cyclist who emailed me and said, "I'm loving it too, man. This is great." <laughs> uh, but definitely, uh, it, it's it's it was. I like how it it was funny when I was first coming up with these ideas because I think early on the, the very first one of these exercise episodes I did you know I had music going throughout but I might talk a little bit and then the next one I think I said ah forget that let's just talk barely at all and then just introduce and that's pretty much how I did it try to avoid uh, chatting too much other than to introduce the bands and keep it very focused on you know running and 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 upbeat and faster music <laughs> nice yeah, I, I like that. And, and, you know, a lot of the things that I've, I've found through um, just kind of in general, um, trying to find music that is good to run with or even to walk with that kind of connects you with your surroundings. Celtic yeah. music is really great because it's diverse and there's so much out there. And it really is. A lot of instrumental stuff, too, even that um, yeah. if you don't want the words flying at you all the time. Um, yeah. Anyway, and, and, and they get a good rhythm. What I love about Celtic music, so most of what I do are like drinking songs, fun, upbeat songs, uh, sing-alongable music. Uh, but you know, but you know, admittedly, and that's because I play the auto harp and I'm mostly a singer. But I do love the traditional instrument instruments and instrumentation. I love the pipes and I love the fiddle and I love the whistle. And and so when I when I am creating. Uh, my own music too. I even I, I'm like I, I want I want some of that too. I, I want... Tim Burgon lived on Walkland Street. A gentle sphinx cat with mighty eyes. Yeah, that means he has no hair. He had a meow, thick and sweet. And a jump of a fence, he'd land with a thud. Now the cat had a sort of a nibbler's way. For the love of the herbal, he was born. And to help him on his wage day, he'd roll in the catnip every morn. Laugh for the dogs and dance for the laughter around the floor. Oh, right, they'll chase him, jump on a shelf, now walk through a shadow, lots of fun at Fergon's Wake. And that was Fergon's Wake, one of the uh, traditional songs on his Irish drinking songs for cat lovers with featuring the harp. Uh, of course, the traditional song being Finnegan's Wake, but uh, a lot of humor throughout that album. And I uh, just wanted to share that. One of the earlier albums with you. Got an album. Uh, the second album that I'm working on right now is an album called Dancing with Hobbits. I'm doing it with my friend Sam Galogli. And it's uh, Hobbit dance tunes. Um, and we're writing original music, upbeat, fun uh, tracks. I, I released one actually today, which is today is uh, September 22nd, which is Bilbo Baggins' birthday, also known as Hobbit Day. <laughs> and um, and I, I released the second track. And it, it, actually, I did a video. So Dragon Con is one of the big sci-fi conventions. I think it's like the second biggest in the nation and the biggest when it comes to like totally fan run. And uh, during Dragon Con, where I play every year, I was uh, I decided with my friends, we decided that we were going to do a Dragon Con run in costume 
for the event. So we all got dressed up, and uh, I, I wore my kilt. Uh, one of our friends wore it dressed as a hobbit another one dressed as a, as a ranger and we went running and i set it to the music of this tune that came out today <laughs> and it was a it was a fun uh, video that we we captured uh for and and shared recently so oh, that's cool that's really <laughs> cool link. Uh, I, yeah. I, but, it, but it's also got a nice rhythm again for running so i was like well this is kind of works <laughs> You know, we need to, I, I agree. We need some things to lift up our spirits. And I think hobbits uh, seem to do that for so many people. That's a, yeah. that's a good, that's a good connection to have for the, you know, for the music and for the album. I, I really look forward to hearing, uh, to hearing some of those upbeat dance songs. Um, yeah. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, which is kind of connected to that is, um, you know, that idea of, um, of pilgrimage or, you know, that idea of transformation kind of that you see in, in The Hobbit and in a lot of uh, Celtic tales, um, you know, what has been your experience with that and, you know, kind of on walking tours and stuff like that? Do, do you guys um, talk about that, you know, how that movement creates change in people and things like that? I don't know that we... Uh necessarily discuss it i am a big fan of, of history the renaissance festival love you know mm -hmm. um so so when i when i go on my trips i usually try to to bring in at least one tour guide um to talk about the history yes but also the legends and lore because i i find those stories fascinating and i love i i am a huge fan of stories it's one of the things that i realized that my my love of science fiction is, is it's all about stories hmm. and fantasy it's all about these these incredible stories of real people that tell contemporary um that help explain contemporary issues like hmm. star trek star trek is a wonderful example of um of uh telling a story and making it relatable to what's going on in current events, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. so, and, and when I do my, my Celtic invasions, I like to include, you know, the history legends uh, of Ireland or whatnot. And one of the ones I think that's, that's really connected with me has been like the Arthurian stuff, which has some Celtic origins. Um, and so I've, I've tried to, to work those into, uh, the trips whenever I get a chance to, um, whatever they may be, because, you know, we go to a location and we get to kind of relive the history of that location and, and, uh, what it means. Sometimes as you, you it's, it is spiritual. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's less so we went to a place, um, in Cornwall and we went to this location and, uh, this, this, uh, our guide there had us with uh, these little diviner rods, um, basically because of this, the movements uh, that were that were passing through there, and it was a, it was a wonderful experience. Um, and some people were connected with it more, others less so. You know, but I like I like to have that the option to create that 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 feeling if if it if it moves you and if it if it's a story that, again, that touches you, then I like to include that when I do my trips. I, I found it, yeah, it just gives, it gives so much uh, yeah. Yeah, more the, depth. The lore it. and the stories, and it yeah. kind of makes you understand why people uh, turn to the kind of music and the culture that they have. And, and, and yeah. you know. Ireland in particular, you know, uh, I, Scotland, uh, to some degree, uh, it, may, it might be my uh, my own not exploring the history as much of scotland i will confess but uh ireland in particular i you know they have a very uh, tempestuous uh history uh with with britain and uh, you know the the irish rebellions and rebellions and more rebellions <laughs> and and how and why those things uh happened um you you you, you, a lot of it has to do with the land. A lot of it has to do with 
the culture of the people. You know, the English brought in a lot of uh, people into Northern Ireland, English into Northern Ireland, and settled them in Northern Ireland, which is one of the reasons why there was there was this huge division and why there are two countries there now, uh, because you know uh, you bring in all these Protestants into a into a Catholic country, basically, <laughs> and and all of a sudden there's going to be a, a, you know religious conflict. Um, it's it, it's incredible to explore, but there's there's a lot there's a, a, a lot there, um, and it's fascinating. It's just fascinating to to get to understand. We we've kind of already talked about some of the those lesser known Celtic cultures, which I think was really great that you highlighted some of them, and I I know you highlight them in in the music that you uh, present. Um, is is there uh, something on your bucket list? Um, or something that maybe you would recommend uh, people that are interested in Celtic cu- culture to read or listen to or explore to learn, uh, you know, kind of those corners that they might not know about. Well, uh, definitely, uh, obviously, Galicia is one of those places that I have not been. Isle of Man is the other. Uh, I think there's the two last two Celtic nations that I haven't been to mm-hmm. um, as far as with my Celtic invasion vacations. Uh, but uh, I have come to realize, you know, so there's a great podcast and I'm drawing a blank on it, uh, but it, it covers, uh, the Celt, uh, the Celtic expulsion, uh, 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 Dan Carlin is the, is the author of the podcast uh, and he explores like how basically the, one of the episodes explores how the Celts were removed from continental uh continental europe so they started the the as a celtic culture began in like austria in the austria area and then they trapped they were uh, you know in one of those invading tribes in rome they went conquering through rome and through all of europe and uh, expanded all over europe and then along comes caesar and he wipes them all out you know just white murders them all or incarcerates them or just wipes out this entire culture um which but what i didn't never thought of and it, it kind of blew my mind when i played in an irish session in rome or outside of rome uh in a town called terni we played in this irish in this castle this italian castle and and uh, i was in an irish session i'm like this is just weird there's an irish pub in tuscany there's an irish pub in venice and like i but then, of course, you know, you think about the fact that there's an Irish pub in New York and there's right, an Irish right. pub right here in, in, in Atlanta or dozens of Irish pubs. So it doesn't really – isn't that strange? But then you realize that the Celts were not entirely wiped out. The Celts mm. are in Germany. They are in France. They are in Spain and Portugal and Galicia and, and Italy and uh, into, into Russia, you know. The Celts settled in many different places. And, um, so I, I was tempted to do a, when I was, when I was doing some of my tours, I, I did this invasion first. I think, uh, we went to Wales and they, they talked about, you know, uh, they talked about, uh, King Arthur and such, which is fascinating. Um, and they talked about this, this expansion, how they got there from Brittany and Cornwall and such. And then we ended up going to Cornwall. And in Cornwall, which is southwest uh, England, uh, they they talked about you know how they ended up traveling north to Wales and Scotland, and they came from Brittany, and then we went to Brittany, and and all of a sudden the the the, the path started making sense. I went to Brittany, and my stepdad, he's Italian, uh, from uh, the Venice area. We my family lives in in the Veneto. My mom does, and stepdad, and and he's like, huh, I'm here. I am in Brittany. And there is the Po River here in Brittany. Then one of the major rivers running through Venice, uh, through the Veneto, is the Po River. Huh. And all these place names start popping up. Uh, the uh, Vichy, uh, what is the name? There's a one of the uh, the main tribes um, in in Brittany. That one of the last ones to go was basically uh, the the uh, from if you look at the place name it's basically they're coming from venice from the veneto <laughs> you know uh, i'm drawing a blank on the name but it's it's 
almost exactly uh, for the name. It is basically the same name in the Veneto. I'm I, like oh, that's really interesting. or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, again, I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. But it, it's it, it was fascinating to see see that trend that that the, the cultures cross, and I realized that all of Europe is filled with these small pockets of Celts uh, that we just haven't come to realize. I mean, how many uh, standing stones? There are some standing stones apparently up in Terni in, in Italy, I think it is. Uh, but, you know, these probably Celtic standing stones, huh. um, you know, maybe not, but, you know, there's they traveled all over. And, and so there's a, there's a lot of those things that I'd like to um, explore and, and, and get to know as well as, as I you know, I, there's still so much in Ireland, Scotland that I'm, I'm, I have yet to uh, experience, but um, it's awesome. been a blast just, you know, getting to know it. You know? Yeah, things to look forward to. I, I, I feel like it's growing and you have good momentum and I, I feel like it's a way that people can enjoy and connect and, um, you know, also following the music that you share is super cool. I I really appreciate you sharing about how you got into running and, you know, your mental conception and some of your challenges getting into it. I think that's really good for, for people to hear and uh, just kind of encouraging, you know, for yeah. people yeah. to try it out. And I think that, um, you know, there's a lot to be gained from the friendships and the connections that you build when you get into running. Yeah. Um, so, so some closing words of, of wisdom or humor uh, Celtic or otherwise, that you wish everyone knew and could incorporate into their life? Well, I, 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 if I could, uh, for uh, words of wisdom is, is, whenever, is accepting the fact that if you're feeling different, that's okay. You know, when everything is strange and different, yet you find it marvelous anyways, that is okay. So just embrace Embrace the strange is a thing that I've uh, uh, embraced myself for a while. I, you know, if you if it feels a little bit odd, um, I would say that uh, I do thought I, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. But uh, you know, if there are any newbies to running, um, you know, I, I would highly re- recommend that they realize that you don't have to run all the time. You don't have to, you know, do it a certain way. You do it your way. <laughs> you know, you just do it. Do what feels right for you. And I know, like, for when you're heavy, like, when I was heavier, um, I it was a lot more difficult to run, you know? And I could imagine, to, you know, someone who is twice as heavy as I am having trouble getting started running. And that might start with a walk or then a little shuffle and then maybe actual run. And that's, that's certainly how I, I felt like I, I came in, fell into love into running and whatnot. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun doing that. Uh, those are great. Those are great parting words. I, I appreciate your time, Mark, and I, I can't wait to hear from your upcoming albums and about uh, upcoming tours. Maybe we can team up for that that trip to Spain. And uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. I'll uh, I'll be in touch. Yeah, I, I have yet to include running into my trips, but it's one of those things that would, uh, I, I want to just go running in through the highlands of Scotland next year. We'll see. Uh-huh, that would be amazing. <laughs> all right. We'll talk about that. In the meantime, I will share out all your information and all your social media stuff, and uh, hopefully others will find some good Irish and Celtic music to uh, to incorporate into their runs. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Mark. Thanks for your time, and uh, yeah, happy running. Thank you so much. And I'm going to take us out on a little bit of a fun song from his album in 2011, Don't Go Drinking with Hobbits. And a lot of good ones on this album. Uh, One of the ones that I like called Elves. So here it goes. Just so other words. 
Thank you for joining us on this week's Running Anthropologist episode. We invite you to check out a link in the show notes to Mark Gunn's work and his podcast, as well as his private albums that he's produced, along with other bands uh, for quite a long time, the past couple decades. We'd also love for you to connect with us at the Running Anthropologist website and check out previous episodes and all the information that we can squeeze in there into diverse topics, everything from assertion of running culture to across the globe (laughs) anything that you might find connected to running or to culture that somehow ties into it if you have ideas about running culture or in general about sharing someone that's an inspiration to you we'd love to hear from you send us a message we're on instagram and on facebook at running anthropologist um, or connect with us uh, through one of your podcast apps You can give us a rating, subscribe, share with others. Look forward to seeing you next episode where we'll be continuing our journey around the globe with running cultures and music.